Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of the Rocketeer Minute and the Apollo 13 Minute. And I'm Hal Bryan of the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Chris Henry from the Apollo 13 Minute. And here we are again, watching uh, this Homer's Homecoming. And uh, we're seeing, uh, gosh, beautiful Wilma. She's really just, yeah, uh, Chris, I think you were saying that if everybody, every guy, single guy thought they had a Wilma they were coming home to. And she's just, just so sweet. She's, yeah. the, the, her expressions look so, I, we said this yesterday and we've said it a couple of times now that she doesn't look like she's acting. She looks like she's really happy to see uh, Homer's home. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, and it, it, we mentioned it earlier that it was amazing. She did it one take. And if you watch the scene again, like that's a, it's not like she just ran out the steps and over to the next door. Like, like there's some sort of fancy footwork. I mean, I guess for a kid, it probably was nothing, but I mean, to jump off that porch, she like leaps bushes <laughs> and then leaps the other bushes to get Wilma. I mean, that was, I don't know. I, I, I rewatched that clip again and I was like, man, that was, uh, uh, you guys were right. That was, that was some, some pretty good acting because it didn't really come off as acting. Yeah, and, and you know a lot of uh, a lot of possibilities for bouncing off that bouncing off that uh, <laughs> one of those strips for the uh, where the car you know the driveway uh, tripping over the, the cement. <laughs> you hate to do for more than a couple of takes because you really don't want to have a, a banged up kid. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of home is he coming to? Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> But she does seem like the skin knee type kid anyway, so it's, no. it's all right. And you know, Wilma was probably a skin knee type kid too. Uh, yeah, she just, uh, just seemed like. Uh, and it, we we talked about this yesterday with the music, but the music here really reflects um, Wilma Wilma's theme as they're playing it here, up going way up the scale. Um, I I play the I play the fiddle, and the, where where they're playing the notes on on her uh, on her theme, you have to just about put your put your fingers down next to where your where your bow is because it's way up the scale and they just keep going up and up and up uh and then uh as she gets over to to hugging him uh they they come in with the uh with the violas and the cellos uh as she's just she's just so happy to to see him they throw uh she throws her arms around uh homer and then uh the, apparently Hugo Fried, uh, Friedhofer's uh, uh, music of sadness is the oboe. She brings in the oboe, the, the oboe where she's she's hugging him as hard as she can, and he does not return the hug. Um, and I, they, that that scene hurts. Yeah, it does. It really, <laughs> like, it really like, does. Oh. Yeah, and you just, and, uh, just yeah, you just want to you want to take Homer aside and just slap him and say, get over it, yeah. which is, uh, <laughs> exactly. which is yeah. never the right thing to do with anyone suffering from any kind of emotional trauma. It is, <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, pretty much exactly. always yeah, the exactly. exact wrong thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you but, call them chum, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it just, it just breaks your heart. She's there, you know, she's there embracing him and it's, and if she's noticed uh, the hooks, you know, she's, she's not batting an eye. She's not having, having trouble with it. She's just, She's just happy to see him. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, you know, the the reaction that his mother, you know, eventually has, uh, even though she downplays it and, you know, dad kind of, you know, tries to look over it. But, you know, I got to say, like, Wilma is just a good 
character, and I mean that is in the sense that, like, she is a strong person. I mean, that is a strong person that she gets depicted as in this movie, uh, and I I think that's that's pretty cool. You wouldn't always see that uh, in real life or depicted on film. Yeah, um, you know, but uh, yeah. Well, I I really like Wilma. It's a, she's yeah. a cool character. Yeah, she's I think one of the stronger female characters in the picture, really. Yeah. And, yeah, and you you feel it for the mom too. I mean, the mom. They all, everybody here heard Homer lost his hands. He's in a hospital somewhere in San Diego, learning how to use uh, artificial hands, and that was tragic enough. You know, his mom's probably cried about this before, but the reality when when he's waving, you know, he's saluting again. That that military thing. Always keep your right hand free so you right. can salute. <laughs> um, but uh, she gets mom finally gets a look at the reality of my my little boy's lost his hands and uh you know she she ran bake sales for the high school football team that he was the quarterback of throwing forward passes that he had been talking about earlier in the movie and she's looking at you know so much had been done with his hands and she's she's holding her own hands as she looks at at his hands and then you know she saw the one hand the right hand but then when he goes to reach for his sea bag from his dad and she sees gosh he's he really doesn't have hands. It's, you know, the reality sets in, and she has to stifle the you know this almost cry of anguish that you know she she almost screamed. It was, it, but she had to swallow it, and just trying to act like, oh, glad you're home. Right. Yeah. And it's so 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 powerful. Um, that actress, uh, I don't know if it's uh, Gombel or Gombel, Minna Gombel playing uh, playing Mrs. Parrish. I had just a quick look at her career and it's amazing how quickly uh, they cranked out movies uh, in the kind of the era prior to this, really that early thirties. Yeah. This was uh, her first film was in 1929. Best years of her lives was, if I'm counting correctly, was her 67th <laughs> film. Wow. And in uh, what was, it? I think it was 1934. She was in 12 movies or four, 12 movies and then uh, or maybe 14 and then in 1932 she was in 12 or 10 something like that it's just you imagine going to going to the movies twice a month and seeing the same person in just about every one or at least every <laughs> other one it's amazing yeah i mean you only get that with michael kane nowadays right? i was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. michael kane and then there was a point where kevin bacon would have uh you know would have plugged in yeah. there but uh yeah, or or even Kevin Costner, he seems to have been everywhere in the eighties. You know, it's just right. it's one of those things. But yeah, and and they could they could com- play completely different roles. I mean, she's been she was a gun mall and a you know as English school teacher and all kinds of stuff. That that this is your job and you're you're going to do this now. <laughs> right. It's it was almost a you know the whole I mean the studio system back then when you were if you were attached to a studio it almost just became an assembly line process it's like yeah punch in you know go over here hit your mark read your lines okay you know go get fitted for tomorrow's movie uh the other the thing that hits me about this just the physicality of everything um these people had you know had been through the depression and I I've uh it's it's hard to imagine long before high fructose corn syrup, what people were built like. But you look at the last, the last moment, the last second of Wilma there, she has about a 19-inch waist. I mean, I think my neck size may be yes. wider than her waist. <laughs> and it's just, it, it, but the, the other, I, I mean, we, the, the, 
they took the 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 nutrition levels back then. People had things like rickets and right. even scurvy, and the, you know because they, there's the food wasn't available or people were poor. But that was like the normal thing was to be extremely gaunt. Um, wow. It's a you know just such a different a different world. Um, I, uh, I I'm it, the very last second of this. It's interesting seeing the if you freeze on the on the very last second of the seventeenth minute, the three different women there, the the Luella looking on at Homer's uh, hooks with interest. She's not you know she's not horrified. She doesn't understand that his world has changed forever. It's like oh my brother has has a different kind of hand now, and she's right. just frankly just interested in it. And the mother is just agonizing over this has changed my son. You know, my son's life for the worst. And uh, Wilma is actually looking at both of them in the final second. She's she's looking at Homer and trying to figure out Homer didn't hug me. And how am I going to help his mom who, you know, Wilma grew up with her with his mom, too. And they next door to each other. And she's, right. you know, she's like family, just like Wilma's part of the family. Um, but just Wilma it, is a saint. Yeah. 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 This point, Homer I mean, has I'm, no idea how lucky he is. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh, and We're all on Team Wilma. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's exactly. Uh, def- yeah, and Homer, Homer isn't doing the wrong thing. He doesn't. He doesn't want to hurt people with his own disability, and he has to. He has to get used to the idea that his the rest of his life is going to be people saying, you know. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sorry about your disability. I'm sorry about this and that. And, and he has to like help them through their own disability of being able to deal with his. And he's new at this because every, I mean, like apart from a couple of people that he's met on the trip back from the rehab center, um, he hasn't had, uh, civilians in his life. Right. Uh, dealing with this kind of stuff. Well, and he's come out of, uh, you know, obviously the convalescent period and then the, you know, sort of uh, therapy and, and rehabilitation and getting used to the new things. He's come from an environment where um, where he's the one in need and he's surrounded by caretakers. And and as you said, Jim, he's he's now finding himself. He's he's trying to be at least a little bit of the caretaker because he doesn't he doesn't want this to be the burden on everybody else. He wants to. He wants everybody else just to not worry about it, and he wants to try to lighten, you know, lighten their load. He doesn't want his dad carrying his sea bag. He doesn't want his mom crying about it. Um, and there's there's so much complexity to all the different reasons for those things. You know, his his pride is at stake, um, and he's you know he's questioning his own worth. Uh, all of these things going on, and it just all comes through so. Uh, with with so much more depth than than you you might conceivably see in other films from this period. Yeah, this is just so it's so striking. It's not it's not like I mean, the the closest thing I could think of is um, the nineteen twenty five movie, The Big Parade. It was a silent film, and it deals with being in war and coming back from war, but it didn't deal with it at this level, at this this intimacy this you know you're you're like right in the middle of you're almost kind of eaves, eavesdropping on how the family is dealing with all of this um and homer has to figure out how his life has changed not only from being in the army but being in the navy but also being he's different now he's 
you know, and, and it's very obvious and he can't hide it. Um, I, uh, I, I've, I've told this story on, on other, uh, podcasts that my, uh, one of the, one of the things my kids had to deal with when, uh, uh, when their mom died was that, uh, when they ever, they met somebody, they had to go over the circumstances of their mom's death. And they knew that whenever they met somebody new, they, they had to kind of act, actually walk them through a grieving process where people, I'm so sorry this happened to your mom. I'm so sorry things, you know, that, 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 this, that this happened to you when you were so young. And, you know, whenever, whenever they met anybody new in a relationship or anything like that, they called it the mom bomb because eventually they knew that whenever they met somebody, they'd eventually have to drop the mom bomb and then wow. go through this period where they talk people through it and say, okay, I understand you're – you're you're very upset about all this but you know i'm i'm okay now and you can be okay about me being okay now and i i i i think i identify in this part of homer's life that he's he realizes for the rest of his life he's going to have to drop the arm bomb with everybody he meets and everybody he knows and, and talk them out of being sorry for him well it's fascinating to think how uh it's a a textbook sort of study of of the disconnect sometimes between people's intentions and the the consequences of their actions because yeah. everybody who reacts like that is saying you know oh i want to comfort you i'm so sad for you and everything else but what they're really doing is they're they're making the the aggrieved person whether that was your kids losing their mother or homer losing his hands they're they're making them do all the work now yeah. you, you prepared your kids well for it and it sounds like they they are uh, or as well as anybody could, it's like they're well adjusted and they handle it well and things like that. But it's it's uh, it's human nature to react like that. But it's also it's very it would be very very unfair to the other person. Um, and you know, I think we've all seen that in our own own lives here and there. Perhaps with nothing quite so so tragic as what you've described. But but uh, always interesting to me the the difference between someone's uh, intent. And, and the actual consequences of their actions and, and how we all have this instinct. We want to be judged by our, our intent, um, but, you know, yeah. inevitably it is the consequences of our actions that matter. Yeah, I, 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 and we've all, we've all had military people that we've, we've interviewed and, and, and talked about situations that some, some get tired of having people come up and say, thank you for your service. Right. Um, but they, you know, they put up with the... <clears throat> to what sometimes to them sounds empty and empty, you know, it's like saying Gesundheit or something. Um, but they, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult of having to get past that part, uh, in saying, yes, I was in the service, but let's, let's talk about other things in my life besides being in the service. Um, I, you know, I, I just keep thinking and the, you know, the real life Homer, Harold Russell, his, his response to, all this attention was to become head of the Disabled American Veterans Association, which, you know, it's a great thing. Um, but uh, it's just interesting how, how he dealt with it was, okay, I'm going to turn this into something better for, uh, for my, you know, my brothers who, who also you know, lost something, left something behind during the war. Um, and I don't, you know, the, the, the only problem on that side is, is that not everybody was that capable of, of turning that in, you know, turning it into a positive um, I just, it's, it's just fascinating how much of this movie, the discussion we're having right now, 75 years on was probably also being discussed as the movie was out. 
um, just trying to uh, figure you know figure out what to uh, how, how to and this this movie doesn't really give you any answers on it either as you're as you're seeing how the different the different people in the family and different people that he bumps into how people deal with Homer there are no clear answers on this because the the person that winds up having to change in this is Homer, not Wilma. Wilma doesn't have to change. Right. And, you know, not. I keep wanting to talk about avoiding spoilers, but I don't think people are sitting there watching a minute of this film and listening to our episode and then watching another minute. I think people would have seen the film or, or, or they listened to the whole show and then decided that they want to see it. But, um, you know, you do have a, a, a pivotal scene later where you know wilmer well wilmer and homa or you know or fred and wilma wilma and homer sort of work it out but you don't have that big lengthy sort of lecture or that big bit of exposition that you would have if this film were made today you know there would be some scene where he says you know would you just sit down and shut up and let me tell you how to live your life without hands because you know if i don't care you don't care and there would be it would be you know very explicit and very in your face and you know we would there'd be no subtlety whatsoever there'd be this this one defining lecture um to lay it all out there and give that right answer that you're talking about and this film just just there is a there's a scene that sort of fills that role but it's 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 more understated and and really we we let the story just play out and tell itself yeah yeah i um <sighs> You just want to go. You just want to jump in and give everybody a hug here. Just, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Especially Wilma, and I. I don't know why that is. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. You said it, yeah. chum. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now hold on, no, there, you, bud. You, you. You really. I don't know why. Like there are certain things in certain movies that just are hard to watch, and you know I can watch war movies and see all kinds of stuff, but for some reason him not hugging her hurts like it, it's like like i need a like i just need a moment after that yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. no kidding well and we've got uh in tomorrow's episode we'll be talking more about uh him not hugging her and and uh, some other people's reactions to that yeah yeah well, well let's hold off on that until till tomorrow but um for folks listening in uh you can, if if you missed any of our previous uh, sixteen episodes, they're always available out there on uh, the Best Minutes podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play, or you can find them at our main site uh, www.thebestminutes.com. If you'd like to talk back with us about these minutes, and uh, it's always fascinating hearing from people's different takes on this. One of the reasons that I, I wanted to produce this movie was to uh, was to produce this podcast was to hear all the different takes, and you're hearing them right now. But there's, I, I'm sure. Our listeners have lots, lots of different takes on this, probably some from personal experience. Uh, always interested to hear from you on social media at Butch's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe on Facebook, or on Twitter at The Best Minutes. Uh, anyway, we will be back here tomorrow as we, oh gosh, this poor homecoming going going strangely astray. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk about it some more tomorrow on The Best Minutes. Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor.